Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. I'm your host, I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks, and in this episode, we've got probably one of my favorite people in the entire world, Mr. Matez Ahmed is coming back onto the show. You remember he was on episode 30. Now here we are 16 episodes later and we've got him back. Montez is a world traveling graphic artist. He's a hand letterer. He's a teacher. He's a polyglot, which is a multilinguist, someone who enjoys and, and is fluent in several languages. And we are going to sit down and talk about how to live a life as a freelance artist. We're going to talk about the importance of our physical health, our mental health, the importance of exercise, how to keep learning languages fun. So guys, please help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Matez Ahmed. an honor to be back yeah. yeah man uh and it's an honor to be talking with you what are you what are you deep into right now sure um so right now i'm writing a book actually um it's called how to be completely free a lazy person's guide to complete freedom <laughs> um and it's I about it. i love it <laughs> and it's about the things that you mentioned uh, in the intro it's about how to be um how to be free and what is freedom um what does freedom mean to you? It, it means a lot of things, a lot of completely different things from one person to the next. And um, I kind of delve into that. And it, and it has a lot of things that are not traditionally talked about in the, in the freedom space. Um, so if, it's basically about being a good person, trying to help everyone else around you, defining your own values and, and guiding you through it. My unique selling proposition is that you know, if, if you're a really lazy person or you're a person who is, uh, who wants to change, but just needs a lot of direction, uh, that would be the book for them. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see this and feel this and touch it and read it and digest it uh, because I you do have a very unique vantage point. Wow. Are you going to do it audible as well? Will I get to hear you read it? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's um, I haven't started implementing that por portion of it, but yeah, for sure. I'll, I mean, I, I'm a, an auditory learner myself, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I have to do that, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So when, when should we be expecting a uh, ballpark for this to be completed? Yeah. My, um, my deadline is January 18th. So, okay. um, and then probably I'll have it available for pre-order and then, um, hopefully from there, it'll be some, sometime soon after. Is So is this going to be, are you going to go, you know, printed with it? Or is this going to be all online? Yeah, it'll be online first, and then I'll have a printed one later. Okay, so is this going to be the first Matez product in your, in your store? Uh, yeah, I mean, it will be hopefully one of many. By the 18th, I should have, uh, you know, t-shirts uh things oh. that you can have on. yeah so very cool man well congratulations because i know we were talking <laughs> about we talked about the trifecta that sean mm -hmm. mccabe talks about and that right. is and just to, to catch everybody up the trifecta meaning as a creative the three ways 
that you can make a living is teaching client work mm-hmm. and then buy products and, and having right. a store. And, you know, you and I had had the, I think it was through email we were talking, but um, I was looking at it and you're killing it in the teaching and the uh, client work. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. I, and you have so many amazing Instagram pieces. And mm-hmm. so I was like, where's the store? And so to hear you talking about this, that's great, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And you're uh, a huge motivation. You kept pushing me to do it. You know, you okay. kept telling me, hey, you have to do it. You have to do it. So, yeah. Well, man, Thank you. you're welcome. That, man, it's like, uh, you know, that really feels great to hear you say that, you know. Um, oh. It's easy to get caught up in our own head and in our own, uh, my own head and my own, like, oh, you know, you got to this, this, this. But to hear some, you know, a, a man who, a, a world traveler to tell me, you know, like, hey, Simeon, thank you for your encouragement, you know? So, oh, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to sit on that one for a second. That's <laughs> great, dude. Um, yeah, but one of the, okay, so. I've got about 20 days left until Mm -hmm. I'm stepping away from Hager Communications, the agency Mm -hmm. that I've been with for five and a half years. And um, I I believe I will still be associated with Hager. I think I will still pick up projects for them. And I I think I'm still going to be kind of part of the team, but more as like a distant family member, you know. I'll come over for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, bam, Montez just popped in my head. Was going to just kind of call you and pick your brain. And then I thought, sure. well, hey, let me just turn the turn the recorder on and, you know, share and see if anyone else gets any value out of this. So um, if you're a, a videographer, a photographer, and mm-hmm. you're kind of in my situation, what, what pops in your head? It's like, okay, these are kind of the first moves I'd make. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot from my mistakes. When I first started doing this uh, location independent lifestyle, um, I didn't have a lot of money saved up, uh, which was a big issue. Um, I, I was able to work. I was able to do a lot of work wherever I went. Um, <laughs> but it was, um, it was actually kind of challenging because a lot of completely unexpected things um, happened, uh, which, which completely derailed everything. So. Mm. So what I recommend is uh, just having, you know, a little bit of money to, to kind of uh, lean on. Um, that would be step one, right? And then step two, uh, it would be kind of look at where the, the leaders of your industry are and try to talk to them. So, for example, I think I mentioned this in episode 30, uh, but I'll, I'll just kind of gloss over it super quickly. But so, for example, if you... Um, if you're doing maybe logos or client work or, or something um, that an agency does professionally, agencies usually have a cutoff where they would have, for example, let's say $50,000 or something. Uh, if, if, a, if a job is, is worth um, less than that, if the client is asking to pay less than that, then they wouldn't even accept it um, mm-hmm. because they have overhead. They have you know people to pay. So for you, you contact these agencies and tell them, hey, could you send people my way that uh, that you don't want? So, for example, if someone says their budget is thirty thirty thousand dollars, you know, as a as a single freelancer, that's you know pretty good money as opposed to yes. you know the, the an agency. So so yeah, um, I would contact all of the agencies 
uh, cold call them, email them. I personally don't really like to cold call, so I like to go where they go. Mm, so okay. I would I would kind of um, go to meetups, uh, look online on LinkedIn where the the CEOs, um, you know, how are you know, and email them personally. Uh, okay. You know, add their friends, add them through their, so that at least it gives you a bit of credibility, so that mm. you don't just you know out of nowhere pop up and 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 try to contact someone. Like I get emails and and you know messages all the time from people that say, hey, uh, you want to double your or quadruple your uh, your sales funnel or or whatever, and mm. it's just really annoying to me um, because that email that I have, I expect clients to use it, but now it's just being flooded by all these people who are trying to tell me how. I could improve my business, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go to, through their services. Okay. Right. So, uh, so you don't want to be annoying. So, uh, figure out where these guys go and just try to network with them. Uh, I mentioned before the, the story of the guy who went on the cruise, right? Mm-hmm. So go to meetups, go to things where, where these type of people go. Um, I might've mentioned this also last time I went and <laughs> drove Uber and, uh, hung out around expensive hotels so mm. that expecting for people to, you know, to leave the hotel, these people would have money and uh, they would probably at least value design. And then they would okay. get in the car and then I would have 20 minutes to drop them off to the airport or wherever they're going uh, to just give them my elevator pitch. But then I would have a very intimate um, scenario where I would have a lot of time to give them my elevator pitch. It wouldn't just be an elevator pitch. And I actually ended up getting a lot of really good clients from there. Um, and I ended up getting good clients from contacting agencies. Okay. So, so before then, um, I would just go to meetups, connect with people who are in different fields. I would be the only designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these I, re- people- I remember you talked about the last time and I loved that. I mean, that was, I, I was mm-hmm. recently talking about you to an, another videographer friend. Um, and he's in Dallas, which is about two and a half hours away. He does freelance. And I was telling him about your, what you were saying that you would go to a meetup for like a a novelist group. And they're like, yeah, my book's about whales. Mine's about kittens. What's your book about? Oh, well I design book covers. Oh my gosh. And then you're, you're the hot chick in the room that everybody wants to talk to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about these clients is that these are like, smaller fish i guess that they if you want to get you know the the big guys then you then that's what you do you go to agencies um you try to to, to go to where you know rich people who appreciate design go mm-hmm. uh, these guys it's it's definitely a good way to get clients so i would recommend kind of doing both because you can't be doing one all the time okay so kind of divide your time but divide it in like an 80 20 where your 80 percent is going to be towards the big guys and then the twenty percent is going to be where you might get consistent clients, but their but the pay rate is not going to be as high. Okay. So definitely uh, do what I used to do and go to meetups um, and and try to network that way. And always never be the the type of person who um, just wants to hand out your business card to people. Always just kind of converse with people. Mm-hmm. Make it be really natural. Remember people's names. That's huge. Remember things about people. Um, just, just the fact, um, I, I learned how, I learned how to remember people's names (laughs) 
before then I was really bad at it. Okay. Um, so I would just kind of visualize uh, something ridiculous and associate that with their name. Okay. So it's kind of like, you know how people use mind palaces? They, they just make a ridiculous association. It's actually a really good thing for language learning too. Okay. Um, so um, if you want to learn a language, if you want to learn a, a really hard vocab word, see what it sounds like and make a, a really ridiculous connotation, make a really ridiculous, ridiculous association. Like for example, uh, Benny Lewis, uh, he does the, um, he's, he's also called the, the Irish polyglot. He has a, the fluent in three months, uh, program. So what he, he, a common example that he says is like, if you're trying to learn Spanish and the word for a beach is uh, playa and he's like, so it's, you know, it's kind of like player, right? So he imagines okay. this like really ridiculous, uh, buff guy wearing glasses and he's like, you know, trying to be really sleazy on the beach. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so he, he puts this like kind of ridiculous association and then now he won't forget the word, right? Because he just made that association. Oh, the, the beach where all the players are and all that. Right. Yeah. So that's okay. one example that, that he gave. So do that, but for people's names. Okay. Right. So, um, and people, you know, people's children are, are like their, you know, the number one thing that they care about is this the number one thing that they love and, you know, unconditionally. So, if, if you can remember something about people's kids, uh, you know, so, uh, people's uh, significant others, if, if so you ask them questions, you ask them, say, hey, how are you? How is the family? Right. So that's kind of a, what really great networkers do. Uh, and not just people's names, learn some details about people. So uh, people's children are, you know, the, their, their most valuable uh, thing ever. They're the thing that they love the most. Right. So. Uh, you know, they love their people, love their children unconditionally. So if you remember details about people's children or people's uh, loved ones, they're going to, they're going to feel really great. And people don't remember details about you. They're not going to remember who you are. They're not going to remember what you did, what you do for a living. What they're going to remember is how you made them feel. Mm, that's so good right there. Make, that, that's a yeah. great point, dude. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, not see someone for years, and then the moment you see them again, you're going to remember the last thing, you know, how they made you feel last. So mm -hmm. um, so if you remember details about people's children or people's loved ones or people's families or, or people's friends, um, remember details about people's success, you're going to make them feel very special. They're going to say, oh, my God, this person remembers me. Uh, you know, this person cares about me. So that's going to make them feel really good, and you're going to make them remember you uh, okay. very well. Every time they associate you, they're going to be very happy. They're going to be very pleased and they're going to reciprocate to you. So as, as the freelance artist, as uh, you know, you're not only doing the creative work that's getting the work done, but you're also the salesman. So, right. you know, did you have a formula for, okay, I'm, I'm going to do X amount of my, time I'm going to commit to closing deals and X amount of time I'm going to get towards production of, you know, whatever the goal is. Did you break it down like that? Or did you just kind of wait until, you know, you, you realized, oh man, I only got, you know, a week worth of, of work left. Or mm -hmm. did you like, I, I, yeah, I'm just curious how, how does, how does that work in your mind? Yeah, what I did personally, I just kind of jumped into it. I just jumped into freelancing, didn't have savings, didn't have anything. 
um, and then just kind of learned on the way. Uh, and what I learned the hard way is, yes, you do need to chunk your time. Um, you need to say, okay, I'm going to devote amount of my t- an amount of my time to getting clients, and I'll devote an amount of my time to actually doing work. So for me, as someone who, who does logos, um, you know, the more logos you do, the more um, websites you make, the more designs you create for people, the more you brand companies, the faster you'll, you'll be able to do that. So for me, it got to a point where the actual designing was very little. It wasn't a lot of my time. And what was most of my time was um, just doing the, the writing, you know, <laughs> writing content. Okay. So things like my Instagram posts would take longer than a client work, for example. Right. Even though the Instagram posts were free, I wasn't Mm -hmm. getting paid for it. But these Instagram posts actually allowed me to get much bigger opportunities. So they were a much better investment. How so? Expand on it, because that was going to be my next question about uh, Instagram 2017. Well, it's 2018 now, but... And, and how, how is that a, uh, a resource for you? Sure. Um, so for example, um, you know, friends from college who ended up being, um, uh, I guess agents, they saw what I did and then they said, Hey, uh, let's have you go to, uh, events, go to, uh, colleges, go to, to different, you know, uh, cities and do calligraphy. And then you get you get paid, and then the pay for that would be much better than pay for um, for a logo or uh, an, an average website at the time, because every year I would I would double my my uh, prices, but at the time, you know that definitely gave me a huge boost in my revenue. Just being able to get be flown for free, have a place to stay for free, which is traveling, which is what I love, mm-hmm. and you get to do calligraphy, which I also love to be paid um you know per day much more than you would be paid for um the same amount of hours if i was doing logo work because it included finding clients so they're they're kind of catching up or re reconnecting with you on instagram oh let's see what montez has been up to and then they're seeing it and and they're they're like blown away so it's easy to get caught up or it could be easy to get caught up in playing the likes game or the comments game so I'm hearing from you that, or or what I'm taking from this is, don't worry about that, Simeon. Don't worry about the comments and the likes. I mean, those are great if if we're getting inter- interaction, but right. it's it's reminding me of the most important thing is just continuing to show up, and then yeah. that way when your friend does come over to your Instagram feed, he looks mm-hmm. or it and he's like, oh my gosh, this guy's just been putting out a uh, an ocean of work. So is it something like that? Yeah, and and definitely like you have a lot of silent people. You have people that don't like, don't comment, um, and but you can see from the impressions that it reached a lot of people, and and all these people they're seeing it every day. And you could see if you post something on your story, you could see who sees it, um, even oh, though they're not liking okay. or doing anything. You could still see the engagement. So now all of these people in their head, they've put you in a box, right? So mm-hmm. you are in their head, in their mind, the expert on, uh, on that topic. So for me, I get so many referrals. I get a lot of people word of mouth just because my, my network of friends and my network of followers, they see my work, even though it's, you know, 
in my eyes, it's not like amazing, but in their eyes, it's like, oh, hey, calligraphy, Mataz, right? Yes. Um, Arabic calligraphy, Mataz. Uh, lettering, Mataz, because they don't know any other letters personally, right? So if someone says, hey, I want something done on my wall, um, I want a painting, I want uh, a mural, they they always refer them to me. If someone says, hey, I need a logo done, they always refer people to me. Hey, I want whatever. So Instagram, what it does is, it reinforces that in, in people's minds, right? Okay. So it is, it, it is better, a lot better than uh, going to all these meetups because you are reinforcing, you're, you're saying the same thing over and over. People are seeing it daily in my case. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like email newsletters, right? Except email newsletters actually work better because people can miss your post on social media, but everyone checks their email. So yes. everyone's going to see your, you know, your post regardless. Even if they choose to ignore it, they're at least going to see the notification. Wait, um, so, uh, talk. Let's talk a little bit about Instagram Stories. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're a fan. You like them. I don't use them that much. Yeah, actually. So a lot of the people who don't like or or share, um, some of them don't see the post at all because, let's say, they're in a different part of the world. They're in like. Eastern time and you're in, uh, someone's in Pacific time, right? So the person who posts, they're in Pacific time. Maybe they post something at like 10 PM, the Eastern people are sleeping or vice versa. The Eastern people post something really early. Um, Pacific people don't see it. So what the story does is that it has it on there for an entire day. So regardless of when they're going to wake up, everyone checks the stories just out of habit, right? Um, you know, a lot of my friends personally tell me, uh, it's kind of TMI, but they tell me that like when they're on the bath in the bathroom or something, they check it or yeah. before they sleep, they, like before they go to sleep or right after they wake up, they check it. Yeah. Um, and then they just, and then Instagram, you're done with someone's story. You automatically go to the next person. So even if you don't intend to look at someone's story specifically, you might accidentally, um, someone mm-hmm. might accidentally see yours. Okay. So how often are you in, in your routine? How often do you try to get a stories, up, uh, Instagram story? Um, I, I've been focusing mostly on the content itself, the posts. Okay. Okay. So I don't post on Instagram stories as much as I should, but I do know that every time I do post, it's, it's like a huge boost in my, um, in my, uh, every time I, I, Exactly. Yeah. So every time I, I do a story, it's a huge boost in my posts. Hmm. Um, so, so okay. and, 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 um, the stories kind of give me freedom. I don't have to like, you're supposed to curate what you show, what you, what you do, yeah. um, do, you know, post nothing, but in my case, lettering in your case, be photography, um, you know, of, of like a specific niche, right? Whatever niche you do, yeah. make sure you don't post anything else. Don't post like, your um you know what you ate unless it's like a like a a, like a topic right unless you can relate it or you can relate it back to your need yes so so for me i post nothing but uh lettering but then in my stories i'll show a bit of my personality like i'll 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 be traveling somewhere and i'll be like hey guys you know check out this place and then i'll be maybe recording the process of my lettering something Mm. that keeps it interesting a lot okay. of people tell me that they really enjoy the the process. Like they say, it's really relaxing just watching the the, the lettering process. It like soothes them. <laughs> so I had one person who tells me that they just want, loved going to sleep watching my 
oh, um, wow. my lettering, right? Okay. So it, it's like, it's really interesting. So you, you never know. Um, as long as it, you know, you are making them feel good uh, constantly, uh, consistently, that's, that's, that's the key, right? That will okay. make them loyal so that whenever you do have products out, then those, um, it will be reciprocated in that, in that fashion. People will buy your, your products or at least be advocates for your products or at least okay. tell people to, to, to use your services. Yeah, man, I've been, uh, Instagram a lot. Do you, have you played around with, uh, you know, paid advertising on Instagram? Do you mess with that at all? Um, so I did social media for other companies and yes, um, but, but not for my personal brand. Um, okay. I feel like, I feel like maybe I'll do that in the future. Um, especially when I, when I have products, but right now it's, it's like, I'm just letting it be organic. Okay. And I'm also trying to learn the ropes. So, so when I'm like, when I consider myself an expert, then yes, I'll, I'll, I'll do that on a much bigger scale. Um, especially when I'm trying to sell products, but okay. there's a huge difference. Paid advertising make a ridiculous difference as in, far as in the number imp of impressions. Yeah. And not just impressions, the engagement too. So people do uh -huh. click, you know, uh, it, you will get the number of clicks that they tell you'll get. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And it's really, right. really, well, really inexpensive at the moment. Okay. Well, I, that's, that's something I'm going to be experimenting more, um, going on. So I, I just want to kind of lay out my, where, what kind of my plan is right now, uh, going yeah. into, into January one. So I've got, one of my side streams of income is going to be something new that I've launched. It's called VHS memories yeah. and it's, it's kind of totally unrelated to, well, I mean, it's still in the video world, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not the client work. And so it's just, it's taking videotapes and then mm -hmm. transferring them to online streaming or DVDs, you know, whichever one they prefer. So, um, you know, and kind of marketing to 30 to, 70 year old moms. Um, mm -hmm. but knowing that, that it'll also reach the men. So, um, so that's kind of one thing that I was just thinking in my head. I'm like, okay, I got to make money. This mm -hmm. is just kind of sitting there. I see a big opportunity for this. So that's kind of spinning as a, as a revenue source that, you know, while the, the, while the transferring is going on, I can be working on other projects. So right. that's, that's kind of my thought. So, so I'm going to be kind of growing this leg over there. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And then still continuing to do um, client work with video and photography. And so right. kind of my approach with that is uh, reaching out to um, kind of some, I, I don't want to compete with Hager, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to go work for any agencies right here in Wichita Falls. I don't want to do work with them because mm -hmm. I think Hager's the best in our city. So, yeah. um, but like other markets, I, I think I'm going to kind of take your, um, uh, inspiration, your feedback suggestion of reaching out to some of those agencies, making, mm -hmm. uh, de uh, developing relationships with them. And right. so I got that, that I'm going to be doing. And then also, uh, there's been kind of 
fringe companies that not not anyone that Hager has worked with, but you know, just other companies that I've known around the country that I'm going to reach out to and offer kind of my my thought with them is reaching out to businesses and doing like long form videos, like three minute videos, something like that. Come in, sure. shoot, um, interview them, and then do some great B roll. So I, I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, one area that I I I think is is kind of it would be smart for me to at least scoop some of it up, I believe is weddings. Um, Mm. I've shot one wedding and it was great, you know? Um, Mm. but now I know we're coming into spring and I think it's going to get big, you know, weddings are popping up again. So I, I think, uh, it would be good for me to kind of reach out and do some weddings as well. Mm. Now, as I'm just kind of saying this, does it feel like I'm too splintered? Or is it um, just so, like, you know, you, you got to make money or, or what, you know, what's your thought on that as you hear me kind of lay that out? Yeah. So, um, I'll be a hypocrite if I, if, if I do, just I, I want you. you to play devil's advocate and give it to me. <laughs> no, sure. Um, so I'll tell you what I did, but I'll, I'll tell you like solid advice of what you should do. Right. Okay. Um, so, um, you know how like scarcity mindset makes you just do whatever you can get. Right. Okay. Um, but you, you will end up doing more of what you've done. So for me, um, I just had to scour, like I, I would do things like menus. I would do things that I'm just really not into, but I just wanted to do it. I needed to do it for money. Um, and it just like brought more of the same clientele. Right. And it was a lot of really bad clients and I wasn't enjoying it. Okay. Um, so be cautious of that. Um, okay. but, but at the same time, if something's going to be a really, really, really great gig, um, you know, we're living in the in what's called the gig economy. And the, the next, the a lot of economists are predicting that more and more people are going to be doing gigs, right? Oh. So it's not like a, the stable job is not going to be the the main thing that everyone's doing. Everyone's just going to be doing a lot of gigs on the side, okay? Uh, which is okay. which is is a prediction for the future, and it's um, you know a lot of it's not as stable and it's kind of a bit more stressful, but people are managing, managing it better and better. Um, and I didn't even know what it was called. I didn't even know it was a phenomenon and I was just into it. I was, I was doing that. I was teaching, uh, languages, teaching how to use Photoshop, illustrator, um, InDesign, all of these programs, and then just, you know, getting whatever I can. Right. So that would be kind of like a little bit of income here and there. I would, um, just try to, to go to, to get clients from anywhere. And then when the, when it was like dry season, famine season with no clients, um, mm-hmm. it would just be, it would just be really tough. I would just try to get, you know, really bad clients. And I, and I would regret that. I, I wish I had just, instead of doing that, focused more on the big investments like Instagram, like, uh, building my own brand. Right. Even if mm-hmm. it's like, less money of course if it's to the point where you need to like eat or something then yeah sure yeah you're you're okay. allowed to you're allowed to <laughs> but, right. almost, no, but um i mean i'm yeah. hearing it like when it does get tight um my grandfather would used to say when whenever he would he would say all right guys we got to tighten up our belts you know like mm-hmm. we're about to lose some weight you know um right. so so when that does come hold on and instead of just flipping out and selling myself short and taking anything I can, 
just be okay with eating some beans and mm -hmm. double down on the strengths and the things that are bringing me joy. Right. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And, um, and like for me, like I did, um, it was like some of my friends were, were making their own video game and I really wanted to be a part of it. I, I wanted to design it. I wanted to brand it. And it was the, one of the happiest I've ever been just working on that, uh, passion project. Uh, another time, you know, cause I, I really love eighties style, uh, lettering. I love eighties style logos. So I was, I was like, okay, who does eighties, whatever. So I would look at these music, um, you know, companies that were very eighties, you know, there's, it's like a trend now. A lot of time, a lot of people have, um, eighties sounding things and a lot of eighties yeah. movies and TV shows are coming out. So, so I looked into who does their album covers, who does their logos, who does all of that. And then I contacted them and I said, Hey, um, if you ever get too many clients, send some my way, right? Okay. And these clients that they would send over, they were like my favorite, you know, just because it was it was something that I really loved doing. Ah, okay. Uh, so, so definitely be smart on on how you can you can still get good clients, you know, even in the rough times, you could still kind of creatively think outside the box and try to get those, um, you know, passion clients. So yes, maybe like if you don't, maybe, I don't know if you actually like to do wedding photography or not, but I'm assuming, let, let's say that you don't, I must, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but let's say that you don't like okay. wedding photography, but then there's, it's weddings are profitable and they're right in front of you. They're really easy. It's the low hanging fruit. Um, but then you have, if you just put a little bit more effort, think outside the box and contact people, not necessarily in your state, um, just search who did your favorite albums stuff who who did um something that you're really into something that you would really love to work on okay right and contact them you'll be surprised though at the number of people who will contact you back mm -hmm. um i've gotten i've gotten some pretty solid responses only a few a lot of agencies didn't contact me back um but if it was like a personal brand if, if some specific person was famous Okay. Um, they will contact you back most likely. Yeah. For in my case, it's been okay. like 90% of the case. Okay. So, um, well, so, yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. Go ahead. It, yeah. I was, I hear that. And, uh, you know, that, that's great. Um, and I don't, I don't hate uh, wedding photography just as a, mm -hmm. as an aside <laughs> right. to that. Um, right. I've done one. I, and I think it, even just shooting the video, is almost uh like whenever i did it the one time it was a good friend of mine i shot his wedding and they had a mm -hmm. photographer so i was basically making a highlight video of the event and i was kind of mm -hmm. like man this is easy you know compared to the agency work and all this directing and writing script and you know i don't like this and all you know all of that that hectic but i thought man this is pretty easy and it's enjoyable you know so uh right so i I, I'm, I want to say that I want to give myself permission to, um, to eat beans, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and give myself permission to go ahead and just explore and take your advice and just kind of see what does feel good. And, um, and to the best that I can, and, and I allow myself to, um, yeah. instead of, grabbing that one client that I don't want, but I know mm -hmm. is going to pay my bills. 
the golden handcuffs, like John tells yeah. us. Instead of taking the golden handcuffs, take um, take the beans in my mouth and some tortillas, and uh, and use that time instead of selling my soul to them. Use the time to move in with my father, you know, and and grow what I'm passionate about. Otherwise, okay, great, Simeon. Otherwise, what's the point of stepping away from an agency to pursue my my call, greater calling if I'm just going to sell my soul to the next client exactly. that's going to to come up, you know? So right. great work, great thoughts, dude. Right. And then just real quick about eating beans, right? So um don't overdo it with the, with the whole like self-sacrifice because Okay. Um, don't sacrifice your health. Okay. Um, it's kind of like putting on the the mask, uh, you know, the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child, right? Mm. You need to because because if you put it on your child, both you and the child might pass out, right? So if you put it on yourself, you're going to ensure that you have enough oxygen to properly put it on your child, right? Mm -hmm. So take care of yourself. Um, definitely don't uh, because for me it cost me a lot of money right when i when i neglected my health um mm. i would i would go on so i would at some point in my life i worked um literally close to 20 hours and i would sleep for four hours i was doing polyphasic sleeping right where you would sleep for is, three hours and then yeah, so yeah ahead, polyphasic sleeping, you sleep for three hours in a, in a chunk and then you have three different times where you nap throughout the day and it's 20 minute naps. Mm. Um, and it's, it's fine. Like I was, I wasn't feeling bad. I still kind of do polyphysic sleeping here and there. Uh, but I was doing that for an extended amount of time, which wasn't the problem. Well, the problem was like, if, if you don't put eye drops, if you don't, um, if you don't actually, if you do ignore the naps that you're supposed to be taking throughout the day, um, but not only, not only the sleeping part, um, the eating part. So I wasn't eating well, I was just saying, okay, I can survive on like, you know, really, really horrible food. Um, not, not eating very well at all, at all. Um, and then I would take the, um, the train from San Jose, uh, to San Francisco and during rush hour and during, you know, everything, it would probably take me two hours just to get there. And then two hours on the way back and I'll still be working on the train. Right. And a lot of times I'll be working while I'm standing. So all that standing and all that lack of nutrition um, really, you know, was detrimental. I, I actually got lymphedema from oh, it, wow. which is like, which is like permanent. Um, so wow. what that, and I also got venous reflux disease. Right. So what that, what that meant was, um, you know, the veins would, they wouldn't distribute the blood properly on the way back up. So it would get stuck and then my legs would swell. Um, oh. And then when lymphedema, your lymph nodes, uh, you know, go crazy. So then they, they make your feet swell really, really big. So actually this got really bad when I went to Japan. <laughs> so after that intense month of, of working um, and that month I made really, really, really good money. Okay. Um, and then I, I kind of like as a reward to myself, I said, okay, I'm going to go to Japan for two weeks. Uh, really enjoy it, but then when I was there, the sickness, like the 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 swelling, got really bad uh, to the point where I like it was like the Hulk, right? Like I like 
grew out of my shoes and everything. So I couldn't even wear proper shoes. So it was, and then on the flight back, it was like the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm. And it was a very long flight and it was just really terrible. And then I had to go to the hospital immediately after I landed. Um, And it was like, yeah, and it was very, very costly. It it was like, because as a freelancer, you don't have the, you know, you have to pay health insurance from your own pocket, right? Yes. So it was like it was like twenty seven thousand dollars worth of four surgeries, right? I had to get four surgeries done. What? So it was yeah. So so definitely, definitely, definitely take care of your health. So have like a minimum viable product in terms of your health, right? Say, okay, my okay. sleep, my food, uh, all that stuff is gonna be taken care of. Anything okay. extra that's I don't have to do. Um, but for sure take care of your health because it will be way more costly. Like literally the, the exact amount of money that I made in that month just completely <laughs> got depleted. <laughs> oh right? my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So don't, don't push yourself too much, but yes, um, okay. do buckle. You know, I, I did after, after I did that, I was like, okay, there are some things that I'll never, uh, mess with. So I learned a lot about how to eat properly. I learned a lot about how to exercise properly and I would do those things. And then I would say, okay, how do I eat well? exercise well very cheaply and efficiently you know very efficiently okay and um just making sure that i sleep properly and, and everything mm. but other than that work a lot right yeah, yeah. so so that definitely make sure that you you have your um your health <laughs> as top priority wow okay you man, be able can... to make money wow i'm I've never heard that before. You know, I'm, I yeah. so appreciate you saying that because um, it's mm-hmm. so easy to just put our health at the bottom of the list, you know, like, fuck it. Uh, right. Let's go all in, you know, let's eat whatever we want mm-hmm. or not eat or stay up or not sleep or man, that is an amazing story. I'm so glad you told me that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well then I need, so is exercise important? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, a joke, sure. but I'm I'm serious. Like, is it important? Yeah, it's it's important on on many levels. Um, so it's so they say like your health. It's mostly eighty percent your food and twenty percent your exercise, right? Mm. And depends on your body type too. So some people are ectoderms, some people are endoderms. Uh, you know, like the type of people. You know how the type of people who just like look at food and they get fat, right? Yes. <laughs> Other people, yes, they like eat eat insane amounts of food, but they don't get fat at all. Um, so it depends on your body type, but, um, to put it simply, just make sure to eat nutrients, right? So eat food that has vitamins, uh, you know, antioxidants, has the amount of protein that you need per day has the, so I would do like 60% carbs, 30% protein, 10% fat before a workout. And then after a workout, I would do 60% protein, uh, 30% uh, carbs, 10% fat, um, you know, eat regularly throughout the day, kind of distribute your, your meals. Some people do, uh, intermittent, intermittent fasting mm-hmm. where they would start their eating at like 2 PM or whatever. They could drink water, uh, as much as they want. Uh, oh, by the way, drinking water is very important. Always be hydrated. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, so, so those are important. That's like a quick summary of what, of, of eating. Mm. Um, there's no, I'm a, not going to get into it. Man, you, I yeah. would not have thought, you know, but it, it makes so much sense. But if you had have said, here's a, here's a book on being a guide to a freelancer, 
I would right. not have thought there would be a chapter in on personal health, but it's so important, man. Definitely. Thank you. 100%. For, thank you for bringing that up, dude. Yeah. And then exercise, actually, like the health of exercise is not just to look good and, and to have muscles. It's, it actually has a lot to do with your mental health. Uh, so in my company where they would deploy us to places and, uh, you know, you would see a lot of like heavy stuff, like, you know, uh, people dying, people like, well, not, you wouldn't see people dying, but you would see all these people who have relatives who have died, uh, et cetera, you know, really horrific things have happened to them. They're in shock. You come back and you have that shock, right? Mm. So you exhibit all these things. And then the number one thing they tell us to do is to exercise, right? Mm. So exercising, uh, instead of relying on like chemicals to, to bring back your mood, uh, they tell us exercising will naturally give you these, you know, they will give you good chemicals. They'll give you chemicals that aren't addictive, right? The, um, and there's a bunch of other things you should do, like, you know, not being alone, consulting with people, talking to people about your issues, uh, a lot of different things. But a huge component of mental health is actually exercise. So even if it's not like physical health, it actually has a lot to do with how you feel. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like the, the healthy mind is in a healthy body and, and definitely you'll be more focused. You know, your, your program is called steady focus, your podcast yeah. yes, uh, and you know, your videos, like it's as a brand, uh, in terms of focus and productivity, eating healthy and exercising are like probably the most important thing. Um, <sighs> The, the, the moment I started waking up really, really early and just having that routine of like meditating really early in the morning, um, making sure that I, I get all my work done super early, exercising, eating right, everything. I was super focused, super, super, super productive. Okay. You know, I used to have a big problem with not being able to just focus, right? Yes. And just doing those simple things really, really helped. And as a freelancer, you know, your time is your most important asset. So you need more than anything, you need time, mm. right? Because you want to maximize, um, because you're doing a lot of client work. Client work takes a lot of time. So in order to maximize that time, you need to, to really harness the power of productivity. Okay. Um, and there's like many books about productivity and many books about how to be in the state of flow and how to be you know, distraction free. Yeah. Um, and all of, all of the books that I've read include a, a, at least a chapter on, on, uh, on what to eat and how to exercise. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, like I'm saying for me personally, if I'm going to mm. sacrifice, you know, historically, if I'm going to sacrifice something, my, uh, my eating or my, my personal health, is is something that I'm willing to sacrifice to cut a corner or or whatever. Um, right. So, man, I'm I'm just really being honest with myself. I was I was I came to this conversation, you know, with an open mind, hands open, seeking, and I just I yeah. really want to I really want to hear this. That yeah. and because I believe it, dude. I really believe what you're saying is truthful. So, yeah. Simeon, listen to this. This is not. Uh, <laughs> You're getting a key right here. So in six months, a year, five years down the road, Simeon, right. I'm going to look you right in the face and say, have you been, did you do step one? Well, no, I didn't do yeah. step one. I wanted to go to step three. You got to do step one. 
do step one. Mm-hmm. Okay, man. That's great. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely like, you, you know how Sean would say, like, you always have to keep showing up. You have to keep that chain going, just let the long yes. chain of checklists. Yes. Every time you check, you check an exercise, you feel good, right? Yeah. But every time you achieve a goal, you feel good. Every time you're getting closer to that goal, yeah, you feel good. So every time you look in a mirror, you don't even need a checklist. You look in a mirror, you look nice, you look good, you look healthy, you're mm-hmm. going to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to be able to present better. You're going to be able to do all your work better and you'll be a lot more focused. So, mm. a, you know, a huge benefit to, to take care of your health for sure. Okay. Well then, bam, let's put a big period on that. There you go, guys. You want to know how to be a great freelance artist, get your mind right, get your body right via mm-hmm. what, it, what are you putting in your body um, with your, your food and your exercise and your movement of your body. There you go. And again, like it is for every episode, 80, 90% of this, I'm talking straight to myself. So bam, thank you, Montez. Uh, Let's, uh, how are you on time? I, I got one other thing I want to go into. Do you have a few more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. I got all the time. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, uh, kind of switching gears going into something that I, you are a, uh, an all-star with is I, I call it multilinguist, but what did you say? It was a poly. What did you say? A polyglot. Polyglot. And that's just someone who enjoys learning a lot of languages. Is that, is that the definition? Yeah, literally someone who speaks many languages, yeah. Okay, so my friend Montez is a polyglot, and I I know Spanish, like the fringe of it, and I've, I've had to use it at my jobs before to communicate, mm-hmm. and this past weekend or this past week, we were in New Mexico and we're shooting um, mobile home construction, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, Hispanic, Latino um, workers there, and it just felt so good, again, to be communicating in Spanish. And yeah. it just kind of reignited this for me. So just any any kind of tips or, yeah, any tips you have to learning a language and keeping it fun and, and actually doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you're, the number one thing to do is to talk to natives. Um, and you don't need natives where you are physically. You could do that online. There's plenty of websites. Uh, there's I talk I, uh, there is, um, there is one that a friend of mine started called tandem. You talk to people from all over the world. There's many other with similar ones. Um, uh, and, but, but yeah, so, so, and also depends on, on what type of learner you are. So do you learn more? Are you a auditory learner, kinesthetic learner, visual learner? I would, I would say audio learner and or auditory mm-hmm. audio, what, whatever that is. Um, and yeah, I, and I I feel that when you're saying, uh, you know, when you've got that kind of the pressure of someone's waiting for this word to come out, you know, so it does make it a little more real, right? And and people they love practicing their their native language. Like I never feel embarrassed talking to someone, um, you know, trying to practice. I always tell people, hey, can I practice? Can I, like. I, that's one of the first things I learned how to say in language is just, Hey, can, can I practice with you? Oh. Right? And then they automatically know like, Oh yeah, this person's a beginner. He just wants to practice. And they love to, to share their, their language and their culture with you. Um, people always get delighted when I speak their language. Mm. Um, you know, 
assuming that they have time, which almost, you know, everyone, like you wouldn't approach someone if, if like they're walking the opposite way, you would approach someone if they're <laughs> like, you're waiting, if you're waiting for a bus or, or a subway or something. Yeah. Um, or if you're, at, you know, you're at a library, someone's like, looks bored, kind of look for, <laughs> look for bored people and, and, <laughs> and, um, bored people that you've heard them talk. Like I've heard someone talk on the phone in a, in a target language that I wanted to learn. Okay. And then I would like, and then I would be like, okay, they they don't look that busy. Then I would just approach them. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so talking to natives definitely will get you to fluency the quickest way possible. Mm. If you're an auditory learner and you don't have a lot of time, but for example, you commute long distances, like let's say, I used to have a 30 minute commute mm -hmm. and, um, I Pimsler P I M S L E U R. Okay. Um, that program, I, you know, I got these CDs for different languages and it worked like magic. You know, it would be a 30 minute lesson and you listen to one lesson a day and, uh, they have all, like four volumes and every volume is 30 lessons. Hmm. So, so it was, a, it was a lot of, you know, material, um, that you, you will know, you won't get the fluency, but you'll get pretty far because okay. they focus on, um, they focus on things that are like useful things when you're traveling, um, things that are like common words, common phrases. So the stuff that I've learned from Pimsleur in the different languages that I've learned it, them from are, are really, really important. Um, and even in, when I was reviewing some languages, uh, they do a pretty good job in, in doing that. Uh, so, so definitely start with Pimsleur if you're an auditory learner and you, you can, you have mindless things. Like if you're exercising, Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've learned languages while exercising because you don't really think about, you know, um, you don't need to keep track of things like maybe your reps or something, but that's kind of easy. Like you just count to 10. Yeah. Um, but then you, um, you I've, I've done it, um, while washing dishes, cleaning the house or cleaning the apartment or cleaning whatever, um, you know, just small things like that, things that you don't need to focus. I've even done it while, while drawing logos because like the creative part is, is over. I'm just doing iterations. Mm -hmm. So, so it depends on your field. You could literally put zero time into learning a language and learn it through these auto, these, uh, audio programs. And Pimsleur is not the only one. There's Michelle Thomas. Um, there's quite a few others, but their names are, um, I don't remember them right now. Okay. But, but yeah, there's, and then if you're a, um, a kinesthetic learner or someone who likes to see, uh, stuff written down. There's Fluence, F L U E N Z. It's pretty good. Um, there's uh, there's all sorts of ones. I, I would not recommend Rosetta Stone, honestly. Ah, okay. They don't they don't do a good job of of um, of teaching you important words or phrases. They would teach you like basic vocab and um, like these other programs. They teach you as an adult. Like I don't want to learn something as a child. Mm, right because okay, children okay. child acquisition child language acquisition is really different from adult language acquisition um, children are amazing at learning they just learn by like watching and contextualizing everything right but adults we have we're really intelligent we're capable of um of a lot of you know grammar we can we can know syntax rules we already established that but unlike children we don't we can't just pick up patterns like that immediately based on unknown context. Mm. So, so the best way to learn a language is to, 
is to learn the rules, right? Okay. And what I like about Pimsleur is that the the person who started it is a language is a memory uh, researcher from Ohio State. So he, you know, studied memory. He's like he knows how memory works. So it's kind of like you're stretching the muscle of memory. So it's kind of like working out a muscle, right? You work mm -hmm. it out until you almost fatigue it, and then you rest it, and then you increase the the interval, right? The next mm -hmm. time. So it's the yes. same way with with memory. Okay. So you give you they give you a word or phrase and then they quiz you on it like a minute later and then they keep increasing the interval so it's five minutes later 10 minutes later and then the next day and then afterwards they skip to a, like a three days and then they skip to a week right and this is so, it's pimsler yeah p-i-m-s-l-e-u-r it's just one of them there's michelle okay. thomas who who has people who are complete beginners and they learn with you um, okay. I kind of found that to be kind of annoying because like sometimes they would do mistakes that I wouldn't do or, or they would get things that I would have pr uh, trouble with. So it's, so it, it does have, it's, it's great because it shows you credibility. Um, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I just have, I prefer Primsler over Michelle Thomas, but Michelle Thomas is amazing at explaining, um, grammar. He, he really does a, um, a great job at explaining from multiple different languages at the same time. So he'll tell you this in Italian means this and Spanish is that. And it's why, and he talks about etymology. So he'll say like, Oh, this is why we have this word in English. Oh, uh, it comes okay. from this. Thing. So, so he really knows how to relate it and he makes it. So actually go for all of them. Go for, you know, if you there really want, there we go. Yeah. Um, depends on you. So any action, is going to be a product of your motivation and how easy it is to do that action, right? Okay. So if you're really motivated to learn a language, you're definitely going to going to fly through it. Um, you know, but and if it's and if something that's that's a really action really easy action to do like driving your car, like that's all you got to do is just drive and you'll hear the lesson. Um, you, you know, that's that's all you need. So mm. find a motivation, right? Find something that will push you because you can, it can be really easy. You could buy it. You could buy these CDs. You could, uh, you know, listen to them in your car, but then eventually you're going to get either bored or just not motivated. Or one day, maybe you'll have a headache. You, you just have like a, a rough day or something and you just won't feel like it. And then you're, you might fall into a slump. So mm -hmm. just kind of always reinforce that motivate. And it's kind of good practice for anything, really your business, right? Of course. Yes. yes. Um, so just kind of find ways to, to keep that motivation in front of you, right? Some people put pictures on their phone. Some people do, uh, you know, I painted my walls chalkboard and uh, this other wall, the really huge wall, I painted dry erase uh, paint so that I could just use my walls to write really big on, right? So I write Hell things yeah. like my goals, I write my checklists um, and I practice my lettering too, but like, um, but yeah, so like whatever, whatever way that you have to keep that motivation going because it will get tough, especially for language learning. And especially if you're not used to learning languages, you're going to get bored at some point or not motivated. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, man, you're the man, Montez. <laughs> Let's, uh, man, let, let, I think we're, I'm ready to wrap it up, but I want to hear from you last thoughts, you know, kind of, sure. uh, final thoughts, things that are, you're excited about now or, or, uh, anything you want to leave with me or, or anyone else out there? 
Yeah, um, I would say the, the number one takeaway from all this is just to kind of be creative with how you approach success, right? So, like take a moment to just sit down and reevaluate everything and say, okay, what are my ultimate goals? How do I get to these goals? What's preventing me from these goals? And how can I overcome it by daily actions? And chunk everything into uh, doable things. And then just kind of say, okay, this time right now, from now to like the next hour, I'm going to think of creative ways to make money, right? I'm going to think of who has the money who is going to give it to me, right? And why? And what's my niche and what's all that? So start with that. You know, you're, you're going to get motivation by small achievable action steps. That long chain of success, right? So keep, keep showing up every day. Keep doing all those things that you do. Start with planning and just be smart, be creative, um, and just, you know, try to get, try to always be motivated. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So where can take care of your health and take care of the health. Really, man, that <laughs> for me, that's, that's like the takeaway that's looking me straight in the face. It's like <laughs> Simeon, you know, like, come on, dude, not to say that I allow myself to really get like crazy out of, out of shape, but mm-hmm. I know it's not what it has been and what it could be, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. Montez, people want to find you online. They want to keep up with you and and get this new book when it does come out. Which, P.S. Mm-hmm. While you're while you're doing the circuit talking about the book, you know you're coming back on Steady Focused. So just get ready. yeah, for sure. Because I want to hear once once the book is out. But yeah, they want to keep up with you online. Where do they go? Yeah, uh, Motizzi.com, um, M-O-T-I-Z-Z-Y. And then uh, Instagram is where I'm most active on social media. It's Motizzi Letters. Um, and yeah, um, and then you could find my email easily or, um, yeah, you can just get in contact with me through any of those very easily. There you go, guys. This has been another, you know, tons of value in this episode of Steady Focused. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. If you want to check out any of the kind of notes i'm going to go back through and and links to stuff that montez has been talking about you guys can just look that steadyfocused.com slash 46 and it'll be on there and you'll see uh motizzi i'll have a photo on there of him of course and a kind of a timestamp. you guys can go through the interview so until next time guys i'm your host i'm your number one mr simeon hendrix and this is steady focused 